Ah, g'day. Welcome to a massive Giddy Up podcast, episode number 11. I am joined by triple Paralympian and world champion, Mr. Donnie Elgin. Welcome, Don. JT, I tell you what, I am freezing. Not necessarily (laughs) just because it's bloody shit cold in Melbourne, but because my internet is terrible. So I've been here sweating bullets thinking to myself, I really don't know if I'm going to come in tonight or not. So if uh, if I keep going a bit staticky, that'll be why, mate. It's uh, it's very ordinary internet tonight. No, well, it's mate, we're in the middle of lockdown 4.0, so every man and their dog, of course, is on the internet right now. There's only so much bandwidth to go around. Well, everyone is welcome to use it, and I am glad more than anything that they're choosing to use it with you and I tonight, mate, and uh, and they rightly so should be rewarded. What do you reckon about that? Well, I think they should be rewarded because it's going to be a cracking show tonight, Donnie. We've got um, we've got some big stuff thanks to Yarra Valley Big Cat Beer Company and, of course, oh, Trady.com, and we've got Nant joining us live. She's got some snoring tips. Apparently, there's some people out there that have problems oh. with snoring, so uh, Nant will be giving us a, a couple of tips on that one. We've got the Money Whisperer giving us some tips on just a little few things to worry about with home loans and the crypto market seems to be in a bit of a dive at the moment so he's got some advice on that and of course if you're listening we always give away some prizes so we've got um we had a, a new segment last time we did the show which was our who am i donny very popular oh yes so we uh, yeah we're going again Understatement of the century, JT. Word on the street is that we might be able to secure some sponsorship for the Who Am I, JT? So, uh, well, just so yeah. ha- just so happens, Donnie, that uh, well, the Arrow Valley Big Cat Beer Company are on board. Uh, they'll be giving oh, away, like yeah, they're giving away one of their sample packs hey. tonight. So, uh, the first person in when I do the Who Am I will win the uh, the pack, and Mick Duffy will be mate. He'll be down at the post office on Monday Express, posting that straight to someone. And of course, we've got the big voucher. We've got the uh, the, the hey. The tradie.com voucher, Donnie, that we're going to be giving away. Uh, JT, can I just say a little hello to the to the Duffy family who are struggling a bit tonight and uh, a little bit of gastro's hit the house and let that be a lesson, Mick. If you don't turn up, we're just going to double the sponsorship. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's right. Job, <laughs> we could be giving away a brewery by the end of the show, I tell you. Um, oh, now, Donny, uh, our, our regular listeners... Tradie.com. Um, I know. Mate, that, our regular listeners wheel. would know that, um, that we give away a code word on each show and tonight the code word that uh, we're going to drop in is frog marched. Frog marched. Frog March, JT. Yep. And uh, so right when the Wait, word... going to drop this in, JT? Well, either of us, right. as long as the word comes out, people just got to listen. As soon as they hear the word Frog March, they just got to type it in the comments and they'll go onto the big wheel, Donnie, and you know what happens on the big wheel. We draw the winner live on the show. Give shit away. And ching, yes. ching, tradie.com voucher worth how much, Donnie? Oh, a hunch. One big, big hunch. fat, juicy hunch. Bang, a lot, lot of stuff to buy on the uh, tradie.com oh, um, on voucher. So you will score yourself uh, a fair bit of uh, coin there to go and do whatever you like, basically. So now, of it course, some. Um, it's better, JT. Oh, look at that. You go better, 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 better. Su- Every single time we go to tradie, there's uh, subtle plugs. Out, haven't used that one for a while. <laughs> uh, I, I love the plugs, <laughs> anyway. mate. That is, that is brilliant. Um, all right. Well, we're going to get straight into uh, tonight's show, Donnie, because, uh, well, we've got plenty of funny segments because we know a lot of people in all seriousness have been doing it pretty tough with uh, with lockdown four, particularly if you're in Victoria and particularly if you're in Metro now that they've loosened the strings a bit on country. <laughs> the guys so, out in the bush and go, woohoo! Yeah, that's right. You Screw you, Metro blokes. Um, so we're going to do our best to, um, to make sure that everyone has a great show uh, tonight. We'll get straight into it with, uh, well, a few weird, wacky and wonderful things. Weird, wonderful and wacky. 
Ah, uh, Donny, we we uh, whoops, sorry. Uh, there we go. We. <laughs> I'm still here, Jason. Yeah, no, I've got to get back to the. Uh, you think I'd work it out by now, wouldn't you? Hey, have you pushed record? Mate, of course I have. It's all, reminded all, me all, today. He said, all. "Make sure, bloody JT's push record." It is all under control, Donnie. Now, um, we, you know, a lot of zoos have been doing it pretty tough because the crowds, of course, with COVID, they can't go into the zoos, and the animals are used to to interaction, Donnie. You know, the people coming and looking at them, and you know, probably throwing things at them and all the Mate, bad things. But can't recognise the animals now because they're all wearing masks, JT. Is that what you're going to go? <laughs> no. No, it wasn't. I was just going to say, look, I love it when kids, because they, you know, they're so natural and raw and they go, you know what, how can I help the animals? And you've got to love that. You've got to admire it. And yeah. so there's an 11-year-old pianist in Thailand, Donnie, and she's 11-year-old what? Pianist. Yep. It's a clean oh, show, so keyboard pianist, player. keyboard. There we go. <laughs> and um, so she's been doing something quite nice, and I think this is fantastic. Um, oh, yeah, look look at this. She's, she's you know, the lemurs, you know, the beautiful little things. They stand up and look oh, at you. and meerkats? Um, yeah, little meerkats. Sorry, and um, what did I say? Lemurs. Get it right. And um, <laughs> oh, there we go. They are lemurs. There we go. I knew there was something there somewhere. So what she's been doing, she's been playing the pan- piano for them um, dressed up as an alligator. Now, I, I, I don't know why you dress up as an <laughs> That's alligator. That's with their emotions, JT. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure why you dress up as an alligator. But, hey, good on you. But um, nah, And she's basically said that the animals, as you could see in the clip there, Donnie, they're just happy to come up and, and play and interact with, with her because, you know, she's making songs and they're loving and the music, everyone's happy. What she play, JT? Oh, a bit of bit of local Thai music, apparently. Just uh, keeping all the locals happy there, and you can see that. Thai kangaroo down. You can see that the, the, the lemurs are very happy and going around. And um, well, I thought it was fantastic, Donnie. And um, you've got to applaud these sorts of things. Now, unfortunately, though, Don, it, oh. yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't oh. quite go to plan, mate. Um, the, the, oh. Yeah. Jump team ready. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Oh. <laughs> she, she was dressed in an alligator suit, mate, and, well, I don't know. See, bloody Irwins are everywhere, mate. They just came and jumped us. So uh, she's, she's no longer playing the alligator anymore, but that's okay. That's a good one, JT. You're pretty funny. That's very good. I should have read the script. <laughs> yeah, ideally, yeah. And uh, now, mate, uh, now, of course, I know a lot of us are being um, a very scared of heights, Donnie. Are you, are you one to sort of love the heights? Oh, JT, I bungee jump, but I'm, I'm going to admit, I was shitting myself the entire way over. So, no, I'm not a fan of heights. Not a, not a fan. What about not, sw- If I'm in a plane, I'm okay. Yeah, That's well, it. fair call. What about swimming? You like swimming? Getting out and have a oh, swim? I don't mind having a swim, yeah. yeah I, good. I can swim. Good fun, isn't it? Yeah. Swim without my legs straight up and down, though. Some people thought I'd go around like a one-legged. <laughs> anyway, go back to you, JT. No, no, well, it's good. Well, mate, I thought what better than combining the two because there's a new pool that's just been uh, just come out in London. Um, and it's a fantastic like infinity pool. Mate, it's an fantastic pool. That, uh, it actually, you can see some video there if you're watching. It Where actually straddles across two buildings. So check, oh, check hang it out. on. No, no. What do you reckon, mate? Stuff. The pool no. itself, 3.2 metres deep. So it's a pretty, pretty deep pool. Uh, the oh, challenge it's is it's 35 metres above the ground. So you're in a glass pool. There's nothing but glass underneath you, 35 metres down. What do you reckon, Don? We, oh. Can we see you uh, jump in there, mate? I'll tell you what, imagine how many people would be shitting themselves when I got in there with my water leg, which is pretty much a steel pole with a rubber, <laughs> little grommet on the bottom of it. I think there'd be some I'd be out of there straight away, mate. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I think I'd be a bit queasy, JT, going in that, to be honest. No, I'm, I'm not, a bit, not a taker. No, I mean, when in Rome, I mean, where was that? London. London when in London, yeah, yeah. do it. But um, 
Yeah, I wouldn't. It's not the sort of thing I'd want to say I'm going to do it. I'd just do it because I'm there in impulse. Have, like what about, have you been to Singapore, that one that they've got in Singapore? Have you done that oh, one? Oh, yes, on the, the Marina Bay Sands. That, that's JT. the one there yeah, across the three. One minutes. of my favourite nights of all time. Went there with my beautiful first wife and loved it. We didn't go in a pool. like We were just at the uh, cocktail bar, but looking at the pool, it's bloody sensational. Yeah. Loved it. Well, that's what I thought. Bloody, I'd, I'd happily jump in. And, uh, yeah, I don't know about that one in London, though. As you said, when, when you're there, why not? But, uh, mate, if you jumped in and you steal leg, I tell you what, I'm out of there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quick smart. I might be on my own, yes. Now, Donnie, we call this the weird, wacky and wonderful segment because, well, sometimes this weird and wacky stuff comes up and it's our job to bring it yeah. to people. Um, well, that's what we do. That's what we're here for, Jake. Now, Donnie, we can't condone drug use. Obviously, very bad. Has It's society. It's a big problem in society. And, and therefore, the people that are selling the drugs, Donnie, well... You know, probably not the nicest people going around because they're causing a lot of pain and, and stuff on people. But, you know, they make a lot of money, Don. I mean, some of these drug dealers oh, making hey, big coin, right? JT, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I've never touched a single drug in my life. I, I drink a lot of alcohol, which I think is more than enough for when it comes to drugs. And I've had a, a cigar or two, but I've never actually done any drugs, like dope or, or anything. But I'm not going to bullshit to you. I have thought about selling it because I thought there's a lot of coin to be made. So no, I haven't gone there, it, but I, I have thought about it, though. Don't, don't, no, Tony, don't. That's, I don't want to be going through life looking over my shoulder every bloody well, five minutes. you could end up like Carl Stewart, um, Donnie, because Carl, well, Carl look, he, he was a drug dealer and he'd been um, supplying heroin and MDMA and ketamine and doing a whole bunch of stuff, making a lot of money. Right. He was out having a great holiday and, and he's been on the run for a long period of time. They just couldn't find this bloke, but uh, they knew who he was. They were looking for him and, well... You know, sometimes you're out on holidays and you're feeling it and you're going, life's good, and you you want people to know. Or check me out. Yeah, a, a big, exactly. bit of me time. A bit, bit of me time. Yeah. And um, so he's gone yeah. a bit of an innocuous bit of me time. He's just um, having a bit of cheese and he's gone, hey, check out this cheese. Well, he's on an encrypted kind of site and he thought this is all good. And um, well, yeah. he, if you're watching the show, here's a photo. You can see the photo there on the right of him just putting up a, a bit yeah. of cheese. That was it. Just a bit of cheese. And uh, unfortunately for uh, for young Carl, uh, that photo cost him uh, 13 years and six months in prison. What, did he breach buddy Facebook's copyright? How's that happen? (laughs) They are pretty strict now, Facebook. uh, (laughs) No, no, what happened was when he posted it, um, from that photo, the cops were able to analyse his palm and fingerprints from that photo and they worked out (gasps) it was him and he got busted. Turn it up. They've analysed his fingerprints from a photo. Mm-hmm. Oh, get stuff, JT. We reckon <laughs> that Big Brother's not watching. Bull. That is re- really. Fair income. True story. That's what our job is here at Giddy Up, to give you the, uh, the true stories. Not even his face. No, not even he his face. Literally his just, face. just the hand. Oh, I'm not putting my hand up now. I could get in all sorts of trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they've got bloody eye recognition for That is unreal, isn't it? Uh, fair income, true story. Uh, look it up on the internet. Must be true. Um, now, um, well, if it's on there. <laughs> now, Donnie, you and I, we, we've both done a bit of travel. And, uh, well, when you're travelling, sometimes. Oh, you've done a bit of time. <laughs> yes, we've done a bit of travel. Done a bit of travel. a lot of travel. And, um. And, and ideally, when you're on travel, sometimes you see funny names, right, from town names and signs oh, and that sort of stuff. Yes, it might yes. be language difficulties or, you know, yep. all those sorts of things. Well, there's a guy, you've got to love this bloke. He's gone, um, Nicholas Hale, he's just spent the last 26 years seeking out the most hilarious, cheeky destinations across the globe. 
So he's made it uh, his like mission it. to, like to bring it. him bring him to us, and uh, well, we, we just happen to get a couple uh, aside on in. Uh, well, if, you, if you're listening, of course, he's, here's a photo there of him in front of Cumming Street, and uh, welcome to Fingering Home. <laughs> it's the look on his face that gives that away where he is. So. Yeah, it's not not bad. And um, oh, just Donnie, have you seen any um, at all that you've? Yeah, well, the closest one I saw was a little town called Elgin. That was pretty rough, but dodgy. No, I um, there was a there was a, a the town of um, actually it was a it was a the F bomb town, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But and the locals were not happy with the the tourists all sort of you know getting around it and suggesting that it was more than just their town name. They mm, were a mm. bit disappointed with that. So, um, yeah, I have seen a couple, but now that I'm I'm mindful that that's what we're going to do jt i will well i'll be on a mission i'll have a look out for some good signs well i put it out to our listeners if you see if you're out and about and you see any good signs send them in and we'll give them a run there is one uh, around in victoria donnie that i happen to get a photo of um oh, what have you got oh, you know i don't know if you want to explain that to our listeners <laughs> okay Don? mount blowhard yeah well, and well Obviously very windy up the top of the mountain, Don. <laughs> Bloody great place to be, I'd say. <laughs> That's fantastic, Joe. It's interesting that you found that sign, JT. What were you doing up there, by the way? Uh, what? Our next segment. <laughs> Dickhead of the week. You suck. Ah, oh, Donnie, this, oh, is, this is your segment, my friend. You've got to hand this to me, mate. I spoke long and loud and proud about all my empty teammates last week and uh, Bert Newton and... And the crew, the bloke who chopped his own arm off and the shark attacks, JT, that's the crew. That is the uh, the legends of, uh, there's Heather Mills in there. There's a whole lot of them. And um, and I'll tell you what, JT, what grabbed me is that the amputees of the world, well, some of them, some of them have chopped their own legs off and some of them have gone and had accidents. Hmm. But get this one, JT. What do you get got? Get this. Well, we, the Giddy Up Podcast, has bloody inspired the globe, JT. We've inspired the globe, and this <laughs> is why. Because our old mate, right, I'm not, I cannot let you know his name because he's sort of undercover, right. and he may, be, he may be doing a runner. But he okay. was a, um, oh, he was working in a hospital, JT, yeah. and he was inspired by our segment and thought, how can he get a mention on the Giddy Up Podcast? And so this is what he did. He was an orderly in... The hospital, and so it was his job to put the marks, the pre-op marks, on the, on the um, the client, not the clients. What are they? Patients. Patients. Yeah, yeah. For, so put, the, put big, the, mark, the big X or something. You know, this is the leg we've got to chop. Yeah. Gonna have, this old bloke's come in. He's eighty-two years of age. He's coming to have his leg removed, right? Yep, fair enough. And he's coming because his left leg's a bit dodgy, and it's like all oh, wrong. Our old mate, the orderly, he's gone. Hey. I reckon I can get a bit of me time here, a bit of air time. He's put the big cross on the wrong leg, JT. Oh, no. I shit you not. Oh, no. They went through with it. They didn't. Oh, 82 <laughs> years of age, JT. Oh, you've no. gone in there because you've got a crook leg. You're going, oh, good, I'll wake up pain-free tomorrow. My left leg will be gone. You'll wake up next day, pain's still there, and your left leg goes, it ain't right. You look down, your right leg's missing, JT. How are you going to feel about that? And the poor bugger, because I'm assuming there's something wrong with the other leg, so he's now it's basically down both off. legs. Yeah. Pissed right off. He is 82 years of age, JT. Oh. Not like he hasn't done hard enough. So No, I'm, I'm only kidding about the orderly. We didn't set that up. That actually is a true story. It happened in Austria. And, uh, and the moment I heard about that, I just thought, oh, mate, that is... 
that is being dealt a really bloody rough card. So, yeah, not uh, ideal. So anyway, if, you, if you're in Austria and you uh, and you uh, something's gone wrong, I suggest you strongly avoid the uh, Fry Start Clinic uh, there in <laughs> in Austria and do yourself a favour. It's uh, oh, well, it's a bit rough, isn't it? They are taking visas because they've got a big bloody bill to pay after that. JT. <laughs> no. Imagine the payout. Can you imagine? Yeah, it wouldn't be wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be great, would it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I felt for him, mate. I really felt for him. So anyway, he gets our dick end of the week. That bloke, oh, the orderly gets it, not the old mate who uh, unfortunately is now a double leg amputee. But, yeah, that's uh, anyway. Uh, Paralympics coming up. He might be inspired to uh, I don't know whop off an arm. Who knows? But, uh, <laughs> yep, tough yeah, day yeah. at the office. Poor bugger. And, uh, and just a shout out to one of our listeners, Andrew, who's uh, he's out craying at the moment, so he must be absolutely. Uh, freezing oh, as he said he would be. Oh, uh, so I hope yes. you uh, hope you score well, mate. But uh, yeah, it must be very very cold now, Donny. I know you must be getting pretty pumped because this is where I hand the reins over to you for your own segment. <laughs> yeah, Donny's pick of the week. Oh, each week, Donny, we uh, we just go. You know what? I don't care what the topic is. You've just got to go do something and bring it to our people. So over to you, Don. And so, JT, I did exactly that. I, I took it on. I thought, you know what, when we first went into lockdown, one point body, whatever, last March, we, as in the Giddy Up podcast, and me in particular, I was a bit angry and we were all a bit, like, flustered and frustrated. Mm, yeah, and I thought, yeah, you know yeah. what, lockdowns shouldn't do that. They should not take away our right to be happy. So this is what I did, JT, is I thought, what can I do for our good listeners? I come up with 10 useful things about lockdown, JT. I don't, I'm, and in, some of I'm impressed you got to 10 already. You just hand, hand up those fingers, mate. How did you? Well, that's what, no, I was going to show you my fingers, but I'm a bit worried I might be in a bloody mug shot next week for a whole <laughs> cheese and Damn it, nearly got him. <laughs> <laughs> so, JT, the first thing that I like about lockdown is more people are smiling at each other because they're a bit like everyone's in this together. And trust me, they're smiling. You can't see them. They're wearing a mask, but... Make no mistakes, our eyes are squinting. We haven't got more Asians in the world. We've just got people smiling under masks. So more people smiling, JT. We love it. Um, it's a lot easier, JT, to hang your washing out. So when you're at home and you run out of time because you've got to go to work and stuff, you don't get the washing out in the morning. Well, we can just body cruise out. If it's not raining, bang the washing out. So that's a good thing. More time to get the washing done. And if you are working from home, JT, mm. get your washing out of there mm. and hang it on the body rack in the heater because there's no one sitting in a cold house, JT. They've all got the heaters on. So you can get your washing up to speed. I've got four kids in the house, JT, so we know what it's like to – Washing's important. Anyway, um, we are far more observant, JT. When we're going walking, because everyone's exercising now, JT, that's another bonus. So number four is exercise. Everyone's doing because it it's our right to do so. But we notice more shit, JT. We're not in a hurry as much. So your observation skills are switched on. Petrol, JT, diesel, Save, petrol, Saving gas. a fortune. Saving an absolute mozza by not <laughs> travelling. That's a win. And JT, I know you, you are the next best thing to Gordon Ramsay or buddy, who is that other bloke? Oliver. Jamie yep, Oliver. Jamie Oliver. Yep. You do love cooking shit up in the kitchen, JT. I've been to your place. We've had many a meal and I love the way you roll. Our cooking skills get a lift, JT. And if you're not sure about lockdown and cooking skills, do this. Here's a little tip for you. Just jump on, jump on YouTube. And Google your favourite meal. I guarantee there'll be half a dozen different ways that you didn't know about that you can cook your favourite meal. So you get to improve your cooking skills because of lockdown. Okay. JT, I live near an airport, and the f flights happen a lot. JT, a lot. So 
I've got uh, I've got a bit more peace and quiet, JT. Not as many planes flying. That's a good thing from my point of view. Um, but I, I must admit, I bought near an airport, so I'm not whinging. I actually bloody love it here, but I enjoy the quiet from time to time. One big one, JT. You know when you're at school, I don't know if you went through this because you're a bit of a bloody brainiac. You did everything and gobbled it all up, trigonometry and shit. Me, mm. I was like, <laughs> what time was the recess? Got cash <laughs> to make him a little gambling thing. Anyway, JT, I don't know if you ever said these words, but I did. I sort of mumbled it to myself. When am I ever going to need this shit in life? Like trigonometry or pi equals X, R, Y, Z, buddy, whatever. Right? Ne all this crap we yep. never thought. So this is what I like about lockdown, JT, is you've got your kids at home. You say, hey, kids, this week there ain't no trigonometry. We're doing real-life skills. This is how you do the dishes. This is how you put the washing on. This. So not only have you got slave labour, but you can teach them real-life skills, JT, that they will need. Brilliant. So lockdown's good for that. And JT, here's a couple other – I'm going to round this out now. I know we're all working. And we're all working from home, JT. Mm, mm. But I'm not going to lie when I say there is a bloody lot of good shit on Netflix, JT. You can catch mm. up on all your favourite TVs, movies, anything you've missed, go for it. Knock yourself out and catch up. And the final one I've got for you, JT, mm. is reviews. Mm. We've all got a little bit more time now so we can go to, I don't know, Go to the internet, go to the Giddy Up podcast and leave a review. That's what you can do because right of, idea. that's what, so there are 10 things, JT, that we can do in lockdown. How bloody good is that because of lockdown? Oh, there you go, there 10 you go. ideas. And, and if anyone's got any great Netflix shows, just pump them in the comments. Tell us your favourite hits on Netflix. And so all our listeners can go, oh, we haven't seen that one. Check it out. So I want to see a few shows just flying up in the feed there and let everyone know uh, what you think. Now, um, Donnie, uh, because we have a run sheet that we try and follow <laughs> most nights. Yeah. And, uh, well, if we're following the run sheet, it would suggest that our next section is... What is it, JT? You bloody ripper. You bloody ripper. It is you, bloody ripper, and uh, the responsibility. You, I know the responsibility is falling to me, and I struggle with the responsibility sometimes. Like but this. you know what? It's funny because the government has been in the gun at the moment. Whether you're at a state level or whether you're at federal level, there's not a lot of positive things being said about the government at the moment. It's fair to say. It doesn't matter which side of the fence you, Labor, Liberal, you know, Sex Party, whatever it is, animal lovers, whoever you are. Not a lot mm. of fans of politicians, not a lot of things getting done right. But. But, oh, oh, JT's got the big butt. I do think we need to share a bit more good news of some of the times when our government are doing things that I think are bloody good. And I want to give a shout out to the Morrison government for this one because I don't know how this didn't get any more media than it did. But they recently just announced that they are moving to create two new marine protected areas that cover an expanse of ocean twice the size of the Great Barrier Reef Marine Park. Um, so to put that in, they're, they're basically trying to establish two new parks around Christmas Island and the Cocos or Keeling Islands in the Indian Ocean, and it is a, a massive area. Now, the, the, if you're familiar with that, the, the crabs, you can see the photo if you're watching this, the annual crab, red crab migration, which is around uh, Christmas Island, and it was referred to as one of the most the 10 natural wonders of the world by David Attenborough, and there's obviously lots of rainforests, breaches, fringing reef. It's an incredibly valuable area. And with this decision, it brings Australia's percentage of waters under protection from 37% 
to 45% protection. So that is a, a fantastic effort. The globe, uh, around the globe, they're trying to push for protection of 30% of the oceans and land mass by 2030, but Australia, this will take Australia to 45% uh, of protected marine environments. So I think it's bloody awesome. And uh, so as I said, you know, it's all about sharing some good news every now and then. And I think well done to the government for initiating that. JT, is that a cash for comments or what? You are not usually a fan of government, but I tell you what you are a fan. You are a fan of animals and our environment and you, if it wasn't for you, so much of this stuff would just go under the radar. So well done, mate, for uh, for raising that good pickup. And uh, and I don't think any of us will be surprised that it hasn't had much airtime in the media because the media suck. They don't like <laughs> to give positive news stories much love so uh, I reckon it's bloody great that we bring it up here at the Giddy Up podcast and it's in your hands well played what else you got for us well you know sometimes we've all had that unfortunate experience when one of our pets has got out and and gone missing and oh yeah it's a horrible thing you only have to walk around your local streets to see how often it happens you see posters on poles and in shop windows and all that sort of stuff and as a as an animal owner you know there'd be nothing worse than your your poor beloved cat dog whatever it is that that goes missing right and typically unfortunately you know that it doesn't normally end well most of the time the pets uh, are never recovered and uh so i thought you know what that's why it's a really good time to share this uh, wonderful story of xena um because xena uh was a dog that uh, got lost during a hailstorm a hailstorm about six months ago and stressed and panicked and got out and despite a massive search they were unable to find her and uh, obviously six months later had given her up for uh either for, for dead or that you know someone else had found her and taken her in but uh anyway six months later um someone just happened to show up uh 3 a.m in the morning so uh there is a happy ending sometimes when your pets go missing and i thought that was just a good story to uh reinforce if you've ever lost your pet don't worry sometimes it ends well JT, that's bloody lovely. I'll tell you what, Zena is white as snow, and it's any one that you got lost in a snow in a bloody hailstorm. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to see it, mate. That's very, very, very true. Anyway, well played. Geek of the Week. Ah, welcome to our Geek of the Week episode where I do my very, very best to try and give you some geeky news. Now, Donnie, we mentioned on the show a few weeks ago that uh, the Pentagon. Uh, uh, releasing information on UFOs. They've come out, they've released footage and said, oh, you know what? I watched a little bit of this after we broke the story, JT, that mainstream media were all over it like a bloody cheap suit, mate. No, they, they were indeed. So um, it is, uh, it's now the week that it's come out. So um, they have released the documents. Uh, there is literally yeah. a lot of documents that they've released. Have so you read them all, JT? I, what have I, you I have not. And uh, the word on the street is that it's actually very, very difficult to, to go through the documents. Um, they are oh, not saying one hundred percent that they are there are UFOs. Um, however, they are they are also not denying that there are UFOs. So, um, I think there's going to be stuff that will just keep coming out over the next few weeks as people pour through the uh, the information and and. They call them UAP, so Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. And there are a few videos. We did show them on, on our last show, I think it was, or one before that, yeah, uh, yeah, some of the it. footage. So um, so I thought that was pretty bloody amazing. Um, the other thing that's come out in science world is uh, one of the biggest problems we've got at the moment is just the amount of plastic waste uh, that we're putting out into the environment. Uh, and as, as you know, plastic bottles are a big part of that. We get our you know, water and all sorts of stuff in our plastic bottles. 
And um, well, uh, some scientists have now developed a new method that's going to help people recycle those plastic bottles so they can use it for aviation fuel. Um, so it's a uh-huh. new technique. Um, it's it's pretty impressive. Um, there's still a few uh, hurdles to get through. One of the biggest issues that it only this new process only works on number one type plastic. Uh, which is typically a plastic bottles. The challenge we've got with recycling is that all plastic goes into those recycled containers, and the challenge is separating the good plastic, so to speak, from the bad plastic. So uh, it's still you've got to separate your ones and your twos, Jason. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. See, sometimes we just model <laughs> stuff from nature, um, <laughs> and uh, and Life even imitating art. Yeah, that's right. And even if we're successful in doing that, the reality is it still creates essentially a fossil fuel. It's still creating you know jet fuel. So it's not a long term solution, but it is just one of the ways that they think that. They they can cut down on plastic waste and at least use it for uh, for good, not evil. So uh, that was uh, all from the world of our geeky friends this week. Jeez, I tell you what, mate, you don't miss a beat when it comes to all that sort of stuff. That's well played. Well, you know, we've got to try our best, Donnie. And if you've got any other mm. geeky news that comes in, just give me a heads up. I'm, I'm always happy to run. JT with will it, come around and read your bloody geeky bedtime story at oh, <laughs> that rate. Well, that is his thing. I love my geek. I love it. Yes, he does. <laughs> Oh, this is bloody exciting, Donnie. A new segment sponsored by the uh, Yarra Valley Big Cat Beer Company who are giving away, Donnie. Sorry, mate, yeah. JT, I nearly said, have a look at that, but I've already been chicken for saying that on on our podcast because people walking around the streets listening, uh, they're not actually able to see it. But that was a fancy new label there for this segment, the Who Am I segment, JT. That's impressive. No expense spared, as you know. Um, (laughs) And, uh, well, they they are Yarra Valley Big Cat Beer Company, Mick Duffy, of course. They're giving away a free... How good is he? A free gift pack. So three long necks and a bottle opener. Um, So a mystery pack of three of their best, Donnie. And it's pretty simple. All you've got to do is be the first person to comment in the feed that I'm seeing. Um, there might be delays or something, so I'm only going on what I see see on the right. screen. But I'm going to give people, Donnie, the who am I. Righto. So this is what they've got to do. They've got to get their their, their thumbs poised or their favourite texting finger yep. and get ready to write in the comments box the answer they think. And now, JT, how many cracks at it can they have? Only the one, Donnie. So if you comment uh-huh. and you're wrong, you are out of the running, so oh, don't go oh. early. Don't go early. Be confident. Early. JT, there's a lot of connotations to things tonight from that <laughs> blowhard, don't go early, happy ending. I'm, I'm hearing them all, JT. I'm wondering where your head's at. Like, no, go on. What do you got? Who am I? All right. Well, um, I was born in the, let's just say the mid-1800s in Edinburgh. Oh. Don't want to give I too much away. This person, they had two brothers, and both brothers died from tuberculosis. Well, that's not what to do. He pleaded with his father to change his middle name. And as a child, he displayed natural curiosity of the world. Now, his family were long associated with the teaching of elocution. Uh, and his father published the standard elocutionist um, a book. But his interests were really in science. And although he was unable to complete his university program, he did... Hey, JT, just for the record, Mm. the comments box hasn't lit up yet, JT. No, no one's here yet. (laughs) I'm hoping Um, this gets a little bit easier, JT. It will, will, I promise. They get easier as it goes on. Here we go. Get ready, humans. He's getting um, to the point in. Although I was unable to complete my university program, I received numerous honorary degrees, and I had a particular interest in speech and sound. He worked extensively in medical research and invented techniques for teaching speech to the deaf. 
In the late eighteen hundreds, he developed the metal detector, and he experimented with electricity and sound. And he also developed an acoustic telegraph and drew up a patent application for it. And he had a lot of competitors. But he was the person who invented a communications method used by nearly everyone today. Well, come on, somebody's got to get that. He's a Scottish-born American scientist inventor, most famous for the development of the telephone. He died on the 2nd of August, 1922. His second name starts with B. His first name starts with A. Oh, there's a couple His out already. His middle Jay-Z. name is Graham. Ding, 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 ding. And I reckon we have a winner there. What do you reckon, Donnie? We absolutely do, JT. Uh, Ruby Pathana, oh God. Ruby! Pathana Sui, I hope I pronounced that right. Congratulations. It is, of course, Alexander Graham Bell, the, uh, the inventor of the telephone. Oh, there he is. He's looking dashing there, isn't he? He's, He's a very handsome-looking uh, man. So, uh, so well done, Ruby. Well done, Ruby. That look from Alexander Graham Bell, JT, that was when he just uh, signed his first Telstra contract. He wasn't <laughs> happy. <laughs> uh, that's exactly right. So you've won yourself a, uh, a Yarra Valley Mystery um, prize pack there. So congratulations. Work, uh, we'll be in contact just so we can get your details and we'll send that out to you. Or Mick will get onto it first thing, I'm sure, Monday morning uh, at uh, Australia Post because they're still open. <laughs> when he worked out that he's got... <laughs> He's got, he's got new segments that he wasn't aware of. That'll teach him for not showing up, JT. Uh, that's, that's bloody great. No, it's very deliberate. No, that's exactly right. Um, now, Donnie, um, we always try and uh, talk about a few things uh, on our show, but we, we know that we keep going over time a bit. So what we're going to do is uh, we're, right. we're now going to be doing a just a standard podcast uh, in the middle of the week where we're going to talk about some topics uh, with a little bit more time on our hands than what we do in this sort of show, which is a bit like a highlight show. Oh, so we're not going to actually record it, JT. Like we're not going to do interact with the public and stuff. We're no, that's right. We're just going to we're just going to dump it uh-huh. out. I think we'll, we'll, we'll work it out as we go next week. There's a few things that we're going to be discussing, and one we thought we'd just touch on tonight, Donny. Um, uh, it's not really warranting much of a discussion, but uh, Optus Paulus, Donny. Oh well, on the back of Alexander Graham Bell, I think this is a great one. I heard an ad the other day, JT, and it sort of got me scratch my head. And the ad was Optus pause your Wi-Fi so your family can have dinner without being online. Like, seriously, JT, whoever is in Optus coming up with that, quit your job. You're not helping. You do not help society, in my opinion, coming up with this crap. What this needs is families, a little ad campaign to say, hey, families, have a chat. Make a decision to put your bloody phones down and not be on it. Have actually a bit of courage to turn off your phone and stop bloody engaging with it. And don't wait for some flog Telstra or Telco to come up with the tools for you. I just think, oh, when I hear that, I just go, what is society coming to, JT? We've bloody lost a plot when we're using Ooh. telcos to decide when we can have downtime. You've come out no, hard. Come, come out hard, Donny. I think it's a great idea and it gives families the opportunity that when, when they are struggling, some people... Haven't got control. We all know the parents sometimes, the kids are running amok with Wi-Fi and stuff, and just be able to go, guys, enough. 
Um, I'm just shutting this down for half an hour, an hour, so we can all actually just connect with each other again. I actually don't mind it. I think it's a good initiative. So um, we'll, we'll dive into that. We're interested in, of course, what good. you... There's one for us. That's, that's right. We're interested in seeing what people uh, come out with. And, of course, Donnie, one of the other ones was sent in to us by a, a listener around, well, when your work colleagues just too. aren't on the same page, what do you do? Oh, this was an awesome one, JT, because oh, you know what? There's a bit more to this. This is a, a work colleague saying, hey, you know what, we should be working together as a team, but the non-team player, JT, is the manager. Oof. What do you do in that situation? Like, that's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. That is, that's one where everyone's got rules except the manager's been the flog and not, you know, toe on the line or getting involved with the team stuff. So me personally, I reckon it's a bit of say, hey, you don't need a badge to be a buddy leader. Just have some quiet time with that manager and say, mate, we're all in this together. What are you doing? And it might be awkward and uncomfortable. In my world, it's called a genuine conversation. And so it'll be a tough one, but I think that's well worth diving into too, JT, because I think there's more in that. You've been a manager. You've had a lot of people. Have you ever had the time when you you didn't be a team player? When I wasn't a team player or when my boss wasn't a team player? Or both? No, well, you, well <laughs> either or. I mean, you have been a big-time boss. And uh, you've, yeah. you've been in charge of a lot of people. Is it easy to just be a team player or is it actually – is there a different set of rules when you're at that, you know, exact level where you sort of got a, a different, you know, tune to march to? I think it's a great question, Donnie, and I look forward to uh, delving deeper into our podcast yeah. uh, next week when we talk about it. Um, and, Donnie, the other one that uh, I think we, we is worth a discussion – now, you've obviously been a triple Paralympian, so you, you've experienced the joy and fun of going to the uh, Olympics or Paralympics. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, now with COVID, there's still a bit up in the air if it's actually going to go ahead still. Japan's in the middle of a pandemic. They're really struggling. Uh, and the discussion is, is really now around having the getting the jab and whether the Olympic athletes should be getting the jab. Uh, now, Kate Campbell, uh, Australia's uh, freestyle champion, she's come out uh, this week and got the jab and very excited about it. Um, but, of course, there's a lot of people that are saying, not hoping, hell, am I getting the jab? Where, where do you sit, Don, around Olympic athletes? Should should they be forced to get the jab or should it be their own decision? Well, JT, I think it's a, a great discussion point, this one. And the reason I say a great one is because clearly there's there's this – really do I say there should be a different set of rules for the Olympics versus the Paralympics. But on this occasion, I absolutely agree that there should be a different set of rules. And, uh, and one of the reasons I think that, particularly around the um, – the Paralympics is that there's a lot of vulnerable people in that team, like straight up that, you know, being, having some disabilities, you're uh, a lot closer to death than somebody that goes through life without, you know, one lung, for example. So um, yeah, there's some, some really interesting things and I really want to unpick that one. I want to unpack that a lot because I think that uh, we will probably have different views in, in quite a few of these areas. Um, one thing that I, I really love about it, JT, is that they say being an Olympian or a Paralympian is often a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So when you put all that together and you've spent a lifetime getting ready for something and then there's one or two more bridges that you have to cross before you can go, I'm really intrigued and I think we need to unpick this a bit as well, is whether or not we believe the Paralympics and the Olympics should go ahead when you've got the, the Japanese population, 75% of them put their hand up and said, no, it shouldn't be on. And interesting, JT, just before we, we move on, because we are going to rip this one to pieces when we get, you know, in our next podcast, um, 
the thought of, and I heard it bandied around a little bit recently, JT, that uh, if you've been vaccinated, then you quarantine. You don't need to necessarily quarantine. They're pushing for that. And potentially within about six weeks, you know, those that have been vaccinated might be able to come back from overseas and then potentially even, um, you know, do some home quarantine. Isn't that ironic that the government's coming up with that now? And in about six weeks' time, JT, maybe a little bit longer, I think we'll start seeing a few Olympians just rolling back into our country. So I think they might have been planting a few seeds, JT, for um, for what lay ahead. So anyway, the Olympians, as we know, are all vaccinated, or majority of them. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, discussing it more. Well, it's going to be a very interesting discussion. We're lucky that we've got a, a triple Paralympian to provide their perspective because you, you've been there and done that and you know the hard work that goes into uh, preparing for the Games. And as you said, sometimes it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and it's already been delayed by a year. There's a lot, of, obviously a lot of pressure on it. There's not going to be any crowds, I believe, in Japan, even if it does go ahead. So it's going to be a very different Olympics anyway. Um, so we'll be, uh, we'll be discussing that more in our next podcast. But for now, Donnie... Apparently, even I get a shot to uh, pick my own topic. Oh, really? JT's Pick of the Week. Now, Donnie, I love that you just come out hard and uh, around Optus. Bang, I love it. Just straight down the line. And I'm going to do the bloody same, Donnie, because there's been a new story going on this week around Naomi Osaka. Now, for those of you who don't oh, know Naomi, yes. she's obviously a gun tennis player, uh, and one, one of the best in the world. Um, and uh, But she's withdrawn from the French Open, um, citing mental health issues that came about after she initially just decided she was taking a stance against having to speak to the media after a match and uh, she went out pretty hard on it and didn't get a lot of support it's fair to say from some of the other players and uh, and ultimately has now decided to withdraw from the event um now donnie you're you've been at the pointy end of sport you've played at the elite level um you've spoken to the media you're you're a great media performer you do it for a living now saw you on the, the news just last week again so anywhere there's a camera you're not far away donnie i really <laughs> was pushing to get giddy up they cut that out oh James. yeah but sure anyway, they did you know um, the media life back to you but you um got? but my, my question to you donnie and i know this is my segment but um yeah. to me i just thought suck it up princess you, you're a professional tennis player you know what you're in for when you sign up and use an expectation that you talk to the media the ones that are generating your publicity that are making you the money to pay you the money that you get and to put that into perspective she's the 12th highest paid athlete in the world donnie she made 77.5 million dollars just in the last 12 months she makes more than dokovic and nadal and she's decided that she doesn't want to talk to the media because, well, you know, it's pretty rough if you lose and they just give you a hard time and uh, so she's out. What do you reckon, Don? Well, it's quite a good point, JT, because I think for a long time I would have rolled with that same line of thinking. But when somebody comes out, the thing that I like the most about this is that she's come out and said, I don't want to talk to the media and they've given her a fine. She goes, that's okay, I will withdraw. So she's not saying, oh, I want this and not that. She's saying, well, actually, I'm going to stand by my conviction. I've got mental health issues. And what people, I think, I've come to realise is people don't make jokes about mental health. People don't, um, they don't play that card if they're not fair income. And so the fact that she's standing by, and I think also too, I think it's a good reminder for the the um, the media to have a good hard look at themselves. The, most of the bullshit the media hit those people with in their most vulnerable times are ridiculous 
bullshit questions. And they, if you could turn things around, if the media just grew up and understood that mental health is a real deal and there's so much more people can be doing as opposed to laying the boot in when somebody's down, I think that athletes in particular, uh, they're not stupid. They know that where their bread's buttered, mate. They would come absolutely thick and fast for any opportunities to to use the media, but the media are also got to take some responsibility and accountability with this. So I'm on Naomi's side, mate, every day of the week, and I think good on her for pulling out and standing by her convictions. No issues with her pulling out. My, my concern, Donnie, is that if she was suffering mental health issues then why was she there in the first place i've got no issues if you're not up for it pull out but the reality is you've got professional obligations as a player you enter the tournament you fulfill the obligations and it only she only pulled out after it all blew up and she didn't get any support from the other players and if she was not up to it and feeling down and about absolutely of course you give her all the support in the world and i know she's had a pretty rough time and it stems back to really when she feel, felt like she didn't deserve the win um in her first open and uh, and i can understand why um but if you're not up for it um pull out don't just change the rules midway through so i, I i'm not with you on this one donnie and i love that Sometimes we're not. <laughs> yeah. But, but JT, what about if somebody says, you know what, what I've got to do is go to keep working at this. Mental health is not a tick box exercise. And now that I, I either turn up and it's done or I don't, what if, if today's a good one or halfway through this day, things go to shit and it's like, I'm here now and I'm really struggling with this. And we will, as the punters, see the win-loss ratio and the, the media barrage. But I think it's a much bigger journey that she's on. And uh, again, uh, we're uh, it's okay to agree to disagree. I think it's bloody great, but there's absolutely two sides to this, and uh, and I'm going to take her side on it. Love it. So, uh, well, I hope she can uh, enjoy her $71.7 million from endorsements last year. All the sponsors are stuck by her, as you would expect, um, and I think it'd be appalling if anyone jumped off when someone says i'm just struggling a bit and i need a bit of time out no issues with that whatsoever i just think if you enter the competition donny you fulfill the obligations of that competition and then you decide you know what that was really rough i didn't handle that very well and you pull out in the next combat you know competition until you get yourself right but you can't have two sets of rules it's okay for some players and not for others when you're professional athletes getting paid 70 million bucks a year so good discussion we will continue that more i'm sure if Naomi is having a bit of trouble and needs someone to just help her with that 71 large, just like donelgin.com.au, <laughs> I'm here for you, mate. Like we can go traveling, do whatever you want. I love want. the way you just go that extra mile with people, Donny. <laughs> it's, uh, it's brilliant. That's a lot of coin. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, speaking of which, Donny, we're going to uh, talk about our hero of the week. And straight after that, we're going to go live to Nan. So, um, but first, we're going to get into our hero of the week, Donny. Ah, JT, I'm really glad you've uh, reminded me that it is Hero of the Week time, JT. And I tell you what, I don't know if, if you read my stuff first or it's just bloody cosmos or uh, osmosis or whatever you want to call it. But the Hero of the Week this week, JT, when I was doing a bit of research for a few things, um, one of the bizarre things about it is I actually did do a bit of research this week for our show. Um, but one of the bizarre things that I found is there was a story and I did read the Naomi story and I, I, I was a bit intrigued because when I looked to the right of the website that I was on reading the, the articles about it, um, I saw a whole lot of um, lifeline or, you know, helplines. And what I wanted to do, JT, is I just wanted to 
to take a moment and give a genuine shout out. And I rang a couple of these and I felt a bit bloody guilty doing it because I, I, I didn't want to tie up a resource. Um, but I, honestly, I, I wanted to know what is the process? What happens when, when somebody does see that phone number? They are a bit vulnerable. JT, I'm going to roll off a couple and, and the different roles they have. And I'll do it quickly. One's Lifeline, 131144 is the phone number for Lifeline. Kids Helpline JT, a bloody awesome resource, 1-800-551-800. Men's Line JT, that's Men's Line Australia, 1-300-789-978. And I know some people are watching this and they can see the numbers on the screen now, but some in the podcast won't be able to see this. That's why I'm going to read them all out. JT, I didn't know this one existed. It's the Suicide Callback Service. It's one 300 659 Four six seven. If you're feeling vulnerable, JT, if you're at that point in your life and you go, you know what, I'm buddy, I'm done. That is the last number that you need to call. The awesome thing about it, JT, is they will ring you back if you can't take if they can't take the call at the time. The other ones I want to leave you with are Beyond Blue, and that's one three hundred double two four six three six. And then the final one is Headspace, and that's um, oh sorry, I've got one other for you. The Headspace is one eight hundred six five zero eight nine zero. And the final one I've got is Q-Life. And now I looked, I thought, what the fuck's Q-Life? I had no clue. And it's for the, the gay and lesbian uh, QI, and I must admit, I don't remember all the bloody letters that go with it. And it basically is for the people that are uh, heterosexual, homosexual, or feeling, you know, that they're in a different and minority group. Like the wonderful thing about Q-Life is that they don't turn their back on anyone. And that number is 1-800-184-527. And... I absolutely encourage anyone, and, and we can have a discussion around whether we think somebody's um, mental health and where they're, where they're at, but honestly, nobody knows anybody but themselves. And my advice is if you are in that situation, these guys here are absolute heroes. And in my opinion, the fact that we have access to these services at 24 hours a day is what I just think is absolutely bloody awesome. So thank you to the people that man the phones, the people that decide that that's a career they want to be in to help other people. I just bloody love it. Well said, Donnie. And uh, if you are struggling, again, those numbers will be put on our website as well. And we encourage you to have a chat. It's amazing how much better you feel after talking to someone, whether it's your family or your friends or some strangers on the other end of the phone. Everyone is there to try and make sure you're okay. So please make sure you reach out because we know quite genuinely people are doing it a lot tougher this lockdown, uh, particularly in Melbourne. It was probably wasn't expected. We just got back to a bit of taste of the free life. There's a lot of people with businesses that are really struggling. There's a lot of people that are casual workers that are really struggling at the moment. So really well done, Donnie. Love your segment this week. Um, now, speaking on the theme of health and wellness, we're going to be crossing live to our health and wellness oh. expert, Nant. G'day, Nant. Welcome back to the Giddy Up podcast. There she is. We're health whisperer. We are very, very well, and uh, well, we're very excited because we uh, apparently there's there's uh, there's people in the world that stuff suffer from snoring, Nant, and uh, it was put to uh, our listeners put it to us that maybe there's some things that uh, that can help. Yeah, look, I, I I can say I know about this personally for anyone who sleeps next to a snorer, so I I feel for you. Um, that must be really awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, you wouldn't know anything about that, JT? Uh, no, no, I don't think I, I snore at all. So, no, no, I'm, I'm all good. Good. 
So what, look, what we need to do, we know that sleep is really important. It's vital for so many reasons. So firstly, obviously, you need to make sure you've, you've seen a medical expert practitioner in this area. If there's any obstruction, if there's anything physiological going on, um, anything structural going on, we, you really need to, if it's a really bad case, obviously, you need to look at that. We must lose weight. Weight and being overweight, which I speak to a lot of people at the moment about that have gained weight during COVID, having weight on and snoring don't go together. Very, very bad. So make sure you're getting that weight off if you're a snorer. We need to make sure that we're decreasing inflammation. We always want to decrease inflammation, but especially for snoring, it's a really big thing. So get off the dairy. It's really mucus producing. And get off the crap, rubbish, processed food. It does you no good and it creates a lot of inflammation. Um, also, we want to make sure that we're de decreasing inflammation by helping ourselves with increasing things like ginger and lemon teas, have a few of those a day. They're great for reducing inflammation, especially in the mucosal membranes. We want to make sure that you sleep on your side and slightly elevated. And want to make sure that you've got perhaps a humidifier in the room. So especially the Melbourne winter air, particularly dry, and that really dries out the navel, navel, nasal cavities and the mucous membranes. So that can really cause a little bit more snoring. Now, for the people who are sleeping next to snorers, sometimes people go and sleep in different rooms. Now, this isn't always available for people. It's not always a solution that that can happen. If you do that, I strongly suggest having your intimate time and cuddles and then doing it. Don't, if that is happening, make sure that you're still getting your intimate time. It's very, very important. The other thing you can do is wear earplugs. The other thing, why is Donnie squirming in that segment? I don't know it. <laughs> There's so many things I'm concerned about when you start talking, man. That's the truth. But anyway, go on. Earplugs, that's where we're up to. Let's keep going. Earplugs, white noise can often really help for the person who's sleeping next to the snorer. And also look up high vibrational frequency music. There's all kinds of different music for energy, for relaxation, for sleep. If you can put – if the – person sleeping next to the snorer can put themselves into more of a zen state before sleep that can often put you into a deeper sleep state and you're not going to be waking up as as readily when the person next to you snores so we've, you've obviously we've got to fix the underlying cause which is the snorer but the poor person sleeping next to them if that really affects them they need some tips to be able to deal with that so look up the high vibrational frequency music it's a really really big help Put a timer on it. If you know that it takes you this much time to go to sleep, have it running for 10 minutes. You fall asleep, the music will turn off. Away you go. Well, there we yeah. go. Some great tips. Donnie, uh, I haven't heard from Boof. Uh, I'm just wondering uh, no, what the report uh, card would be there. No, I, I think uh, Boof uh, will be quite comfortable with this one. I, I tend not to snore unless I've had an absolute gutful. Um, no, actually, I do. Uh, actually, I do. Less alcohol. Less alcohol, please. Yeah, see, that's good. We're going to have some issues there. Nan, I want to. I want to ask you a couple. Thank you. One thing that we've uh, we've had brought up is what about a pillow like over the snorer's head? Does that? <laughs> Not quite sure okay. if that's what Brony Bron mentioned. Meant Donny. <laughs> okay. And what about this one, Nan? You, you mentioned white noise. Could you just give us a bit more? What is it? White noise? What are you talking about? 
Yeah, so white noise is like a fan going on in the background, or um, that you know that you know the old TVs with the TV static, but obviously that's not a nice white noise. It's it's just a constant relaxing noise that goes on in the back, background that takes your focus away. Often it's incredibly relaxing for people, people who are anxious, people who are overthinkers, people who don't sleep well with insomnia. Often just some white noise on in the background, and it it takes down their levels and just helps them to sleep. Like a dripping tap or something like that, is it? No, no. No, not, no. <laughs> Ned, I really appreciate this one because I know how close to home it was for you. I appreciate that our awesome listeners write into us and say, what about the, like the, this serious, this is and an issue that other people have had to deal with? The pillow's a great question, um, but I've, I've never found it to be a long-term solution. Um, you're going to have to try an awful lot of pillows to find one that suits you. It's much better to actually get to the underlying cause of what's going on in your body as opposed to using um, a passive implementation to fix the problem. Right, well, there we go. in your partner. Uh, no, Very good, Ned. Well, enough of that. Fantastic. <laughs> good on you, Ned. Thank you. If you've got any questions that you'd uh, love to put to Ned, please just send them in to us and we'll get Ned to address them on next week's show. Uh, now, Donnie, um, we uh, we have this segment and it's, well, well, let's just face it, it's really just there for a, a big a big, uh, a big laugh. It's, uh, and hey, look, JT, oops, I'm there. There we go. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm a bit bloody slow. I'm going to be quick. I'm going to be quick. It's here, the best Ned's look for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think she might still need that time now. All right. It's time for TikTok. Yeah, TikTok, Donnie. You know that um, thing where they have lots of funny videos and stuff? Wow. Greatest time waster on the planet. Ah, time waster, you reckon? Well, you say that now, Donnie, but, well... Let's, what do you got? I just want to share a few things. Now, now of course, it's lockdown's tough on everyone, pets included, mm. Tony. You know, dogs yes. don't get there as much of the walks that they used to. Cats mm. can't go and run and muck. And that's why, Donnie, it's important that you still try and get your cat outside and take it for a walk. Even without a mask. Even without a mask. You've got to take your cat for a walk. Now, of course, the, the beautiful Oscar that um, we have, uh, I did buy a, 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 what do you call it, a harness to try and take him out. And, uh, well, let's just say sometimes cats and harnesses don't go too well. No. They're bloody cats, Jason. What's this? <laughs> I think the heart is a bit tight, JT. Oh, if you're not, mm, seriously, if you listen to this uh, in your just audio only, it's worth having a look at that. That's a bit, uh, that's an unfortunate cat who was not a fan of that harness. No, no, that's that right. wasn't awesome. Now, Donnie, way. have you ever been to South Africa? Uh, no. No, me neither. On the bucket list, would love to go. Obviously, love my animals and would love to go and experience the big five and see what's happening. And, well, elephants, Donnie. You know, elephants are big. I do. Yeah, They're big, big They're very, large, very huge. big. And uh, well, sometimes elephants and cars sometimes cross paths. Uh oh, mm. that's not going to end well. No, well, let's just have a look at this elephant. He ain't too happy. He's just going. You know what? I'm really not happy about this. But you know what? I'm just. I've, I've trumpeted. I'm told you I don't like it. I'm just going to move on now. We're all just going to go our separate ways. But you know, I'm not happy. No, you really kind of piss me off a little bit. Yeah, I'm just going to take convinced. a big breath and I'm just going to go and calm down. No, you know what? Not uh -oh. stuff that. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no. I... Oh, Jesus, just total. 
yeah, you'd be glad you're not in that car. Wouldn't you just be shitting the proverbials when you see a massive elephant like that just going full tilt at you um, in a very angry mood? But, JT, it's a bit like the old sharks in the water, mate. If you don't go in their space, they're not going to come no, at you. I haven't is... seen too many elephants cutting laps down the city. This is very, very, very true. Now, um, Don, you know, um, dogs obviously they can be a little bit naughty, and they they sometimes we've seen things where they've tried to smash down doors, and you know they they get up to all sorts of mischief. And well, cats can be naughty too. Oscar, he's he's trouble all the time, you know. And sometimes, well, sometimes you have to go in the naughty corner. You go, you know what? I'm just going to lock you in the room. You need to calm (laughs) down a little bit. Now, well, (laughs) turns out that um, some cats don't like being locked in the naughty corner and have an incredibly (laughs) good escape routine. Oh, no. Yeah, it's not going to fit under the... It, it had, oh, my God. <laughs> Can you believe that? That That is a cat, uh, for those that are, are just watching cats. this audio. It's just an, under a gap of the normal door, like your hall door or a bedroom door or whatever. It just squeezes. It its head. I don't know how the hell it did it, but it, it clearly did it. It's on... We've got video of it. It did it. Lucky we got video. You wouldn't believe that otherwise. No, it's exactly right. Now, Don, I know when we uh, we go for a haircut, uh, particularly the girls, sometimes they, they look through the magazines and they go, oh, I like that look. I'm going to take this oh, yeah. photo in and I'm going to give it to my hairdresser and say, you know what, I want the Jennifer Aniston look or whatever it might be. I take JT photos in from the podcast. I say, Thank yeah, you look at that. JT. It's going very well yeah. tonight, not. So far, uh, they've. <laughs> probably should have yeah, brushed it before I came lost, on, shouldn't I? It to me. <laughs> um, but, uh, well, sometimes, you know, it's, I think it's a great idea because the, the hairdresser goes, great, got it. I can see exactly what you want and I'm I'm going to deliver. And then, and well, what could go wrong, oh. Donnie? I mean, what could go wrong? <laughs> oh, JT, that is very funny. Another one that's well worth having a look at. Yeah, uh, very, very, very good. Uh, if someone wants to do that, JT, if they want to have a look at us, how can they do Can they jump on YouTube or something? Oh, I love that you just asked these questions, Donnie, because, you know, we are available, buddy, everywhere now. So you can actually get us on Facebook, YouTube. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify, et cetera. So, oh, and, of geez. course, we've got our own website now, giddyuppodcast.com.au. So it's pretty not hard to bloody find us. And importantly, it's not hard to share us either. So um, now, Don, the other one, the last video I wanted to share from TikTok is, well, you- ponies. You know, Everyone just thinks ponies, oh, they're so cute and beautiful little tiny pony little horses. Mm, what? Little they're not going to hurt anyone. Mm. Well, you haven't got a wow. angry pony, not going to hurt anyone, really? Oh, there's nothing you haven't got. Just keep an eye on this pony. Just keep an eye on it. Oh, look at him. He's just gone out for a little casual stroll. Yeah. yeah. Stroll. And stroll. And get off my path. Holy shit! He's just taken out an innocent scooter rider. A poor person. Like a good given way. That's an angry pony. Oh god, I love that stuff. Um, now we've got plenty, uh, plenty of uh, stuff to come in the show. Obviously, um, including I've got a great joke. I'm going early. I've got, I've got a great, great dad joke. Got an incredible life hack. We've got, um, well, we've got a few other things. Oh, a media watch. JT, that, I've got another life hack fresh from today too. Oh, so that, remind me about that when we get the that, life. That's about as fresh as, as it gets. Uh, Nance just said, can fresh. we can we see the pony tack again? Well, of course you can. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Just Why watch the person coming the other way. Just watch that person coming the other way. 
They just go, oh, look, there's a random pony. Bang! <laughs> that was a close-up. And bloody into the bin, too. Like, yeah, not even have, like they fell onto the ground. Couldn't have picked it in a better spot, could they? He's right off at that uh, pony. Bloody awesome, I reckon. Um, now, of course, each week, Donnie, we have the Money Whisperer on. He comes on and gives us some great tips. And, uh, well, he hasn't yes. disappointed again. What's he? he? G'day, guys. It's the Money Whisperer here. The uh, Reserve Bank decided to leave interest rates on hold this week, as expected. Um the property markets around the country continue to boom, which is very rare for basically every part of the country to, to be having a property boom. Normally moves in cycles between the states, but uh, this is a very rare occurrence. So I think the interest rates will have to go up at some stage, even though they're not really much of a lever against property price growth um, much these days anyway. But I think the end of next year, they will be looking to, as the economy begins to recover, look to increase those rates. So as I've said many times, I think the interest rates, two to three years, probably preferably three years at 2% or below, fixed rate has to be very attractive. And uh, if refinance rebates available in a lot of cases, has to be an attractive option. Also, the big correction in the cryptocurrency markets, many, many tokens dropping by between 30 and 80%. So for those who have been looking for an opportunity to get into the markets, waiting for there to be a big correction. Well, that's happened. So now is an excellent opportunity to try and pick the eyes out of the market and get in, buy some stuff, and just leave it for five years and check your balances in five years. Good luck, guys. Cheers. I love the way he talks about that crypto, Donnie. And, uh, well. Five years, mate. I can't leave it for five minutes. Like Seriously, though, we warned, didn't we? We did say just last week or the other week that the smartest thing you can do, and this guy's got some serious skin in the game, JT, when it comes to crypto. Mm. And, uh, and I can tell you now, brilliant advice. Like, play the long game with crypto. Everyone is uh, attempting to make the, the quick buck, and that's fantastic. But uh, I think the smart money here is to... Uh, just step away and let it ride and just uh, – and, of course, never play with more than you can afford to just bloody have vanish if you're in the crypto space because that's exactly what can happen. Um, and so I think it's uh, it's wonderful for him. But, JT, interestingly, though, I picked up on the the below 2% fixed rate, mate. If, you can, if you're getting that, that is bloody impressive. If you're not, then I think our – our money whisperer needs to uh, have a chat with you. So if you're not getting a decent rate, give us a call and we'll put you in touch with some decent brokers who can absolutely steer you in the right direction. We're not going to give you financial advice because that's not us, but we will uh, put you in front of the right people that can do it for you. So thanks, Mr. Finance Whisperer. Uh, Donnie, now you mentioned you had a life hack as recent as today. It doesn't get any fresher than that. JT, this is fresh. Now, I wish I could show you, but I, I cannot. Um, now, I, I was cutting on this one. Hopefully, Nant's not listening now. I'm making a, well, let's, so, shall we say, a piece of art, JT. Mm. It, it is a an acrylic art box. It will have lights in the bottom and it will have bubbles. And inside that box will be vodka. Lots of home distilled vodka by Don. Um, anyway, what I'm really loving, JT, is this life hack. I didn't know this, right? When you cut acrylic or Perspex, Perspex is just a brand name, by the way. When you cut it, it actually leaves like a, a, a white mark down there, like all like um, cut marks and that type of thing. So it becomes a bit white. And the way to piss that off is you think, oh, I'll just sand it back. The truth is you'll be able to sand it back so far. But if you really want to ditch the 
the marking all together, you actually hit it with a heat gun, JT. Not just a heat gun, but actually a flamethrower. So, you know those um, gas bottles with a little flame on the end? You just put a cigarette lighter on, turn the gas on, and she's got a flame. You don't need an oxy or anything fancy like that. And just heat it up. And it just melts the uh, markings away, JT. It's bloody brilliant. So I know it's not for everyone, but there are a few tradies that listen to our podcast. And, uh, and I'm sure if they've uh, got a little job to do on the side and they're not usually you know, getting around uh, acrylics or perspex, that's a, uh, I did it today, JT, love the outcome, and I reckon you're going to like it when you come on over and have a look at this Hello. little uh, storage container. Well, hopefully at some point in the near future we'll be able to visit people again, Donnie. So, oh, uh, yeah, so we will, um, Now, of course, speaking of visiting people, now often you have people come over, Donnie, and this le- this next uh, life hack is um, – is well, when you're entertaining and, of course, you have a lot of people over and you go, well, what's for dinner? We've got to eat, right? And you put a barbie oh. on or you do something, right? Order some pizzas in. Right. But, no, there's another hack, Donnie. Um, it involves your kitchen bench. Well, yeah, mix oh, it up, hang on a minute. Yeah. Okay, you know, you just a kitchen bench. Salt. Stuff it. Just throw all the spaghetti on the actual just bench. It in. Yep, just throw it all over. Oh. Mix everything in. There you go. Spaghetti right bowl. In. Dig in. How delicious is this? It looks what do you reckon, so Don? JT, I've got a 4.2 meter island that's bench. Exactly right. Oh, and that sucker is going to be given a shot. Oh, look, seriously, we had a big dinner last night. We had bloody homemade uh, paper rolls and all sorts of yummy stuff. But I, had I have seen that hack, we would have been having <laughs> spag bowl kitchen bench style is that is that right because i look oh, at that donnie and i'm like not a hope in hell would i ever do that i could think of nothing more disgusting than putting that food on your kitchen bench uh, no nah. well bloody clean it nah. first jt that's not too hard but nah. yeah i've got some little you know sprays special sprays out of the distillery that i use it'll kill anything <laughs> but then you could absolutely eat off it oh yeah i'd love to have a crack at that oh, nah. I'll, I'll just see if i can get buff's permission first because yeah, might she be. normally does the house cleaning might, will wring my neck if might, she's not a part might be a good idea donnie um now <laughs> it's that time donnie dad joke of the week Let's not oh. kid ourselves, JT. This is what they've come for. This is what the punters come for. go through the roof as soon as we hear that stinger. Uh, now, I could say I might get myself in a little bit of trouble for this one. Good. These are my favourites. <laughs> now, there's a store, Donnie, uh, in, that's open in New York City, and uh, women can go there and they can choose a husband. Yep. And, uh, and among the instructions, uh, instructions at the entrance <laughs> is a description of how the store operates. There's a few oh, rules. Yes. Now, you can only oh. visit the store once. And there's six mm. floors, and the value of the products increase as the shopper goes up the flights. And the shoppers can choose any item from a particular floor, or they can choose to go up to the next floor. But they can't go back down except to exit the building. Oh, what? I can see where this is going. So the first woman, she goes to the husband's store. She goes to find a husband. And on the first floor, the sign on the door reads, floor number one, these men have jobs. Oh. She goes, well, that's good. At least they're employed. Um, but she goes, eh, you know what? Probably do better. I'm going to go to the second yeah. floor. So she goes to floor two and it says, these men have jobs and love kids. She's like, oh, well, that's bloody good. I wouldn't mind some more kids, but eh, maybe, you know. I reckon I could probably do better. So she goes up to the third floor, Donnie, and the third floor says these men have got jobs, love kids, and are extremely good-looking. She's like, wow, 
That is awesome. But, you know, it just could keep going up because, you know, it's getting better every floor. So, uh, you know, might just check out. I'll just go one more. I'll just check out floor, level, level floor. Curiosity in the cat. So she goes up to level floor. Now, these men, on all the men on level four, they've got jobs. They love kids. They're drop-dead gorgeous and they help with the housework. (laughs) <laughs> it's like hitting the jackpot. She's like, oh, my God, this is incredible. I can hardly stand it. This is awesome. But I can see the stairs over there for uh, the fifth floor. So, you know what? So um, She didn't. She oh. did. So she goes up to, um, up, to st- up, to floor, up to, what is it, level five. <laughs> and uh, on level five, we've got these men. They've got jobs. They love kids. Drop dead gorgeous. Help with the housework. And super romantic, Donnie. Oh, I think that was mine. That's where I was You'd from. You'd be like, "This is Nirvana." And she goes, "Oh, this is this is incredible. I can't believe it. They're, Stop. They're get jobs. They love kids. They're hot. Do the housework, and they're romantic. This is what. Well, what more could a woman want? Well, she sees the stairs though for level six. You're looking up at six, going, "Well, okay, the guys here on five are good, but uh, you know what? Stuff it." So. Up she goes to floor six, Donnie. Oh, no. No, she couldn't help herself. So she goes up to to level six, Donnie, and it says there's a sign up the top that just says, you are the 31,456,012 person to visit this floor. There are no men on this floor. This floor exists solely as proof that women are impossible to please. Thanks for shopping. <laughs> now get out. Suffering your jocks, you are screwed for that, JJ. Yeah, and I'm probably oh, well in a bit of trouble. No, 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 you're right. I probably am in trouble, Donnie, but it's okay. I believe in, uh, you know, equality here. And I want to just report, Donnie, hot news, that the store owners just said, you know what, he's opened a new wives store just across the street. Oh. Yep, the first floor has wives that love sex. <laughs> the second floor has wives that love sex, have lots of money, and love scotch. And the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth floors have never been visited. <laughs> yeah. That, I'm surprised the second got a looky. Oh, that's fantastic, JT. That's oh, dear, dear. Yeah, bring it on, oh, haters. Bring no. it on. I'm ready. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's very good, JT. I'm really oh. glad that was your segment. <laughs> No, that's bloody mongrel. You bloody mongrel. Donnie, oh. uh, this show is flying and, uh, well, we're miles over time as per usual. So quick one, Donnie, what have okay. you got for us in the quick Down one, Under JT, segment? I'm sick of uh, when you learn everything about everyone else's country yep. and we don't hear enough about ours. So I've got this one for you, JT. It is a question. It's a question straight to you. Who is Australia's longest-serving Prime Minister, JT? Oh, Donnie, everyone knows that. Surely it'd be Johnny Howard. Ba-ba-ba. It was... The longest-serving Prime Minister was Sir Robert Menzies, JT. Get this. This is why it gets people a bit um, like confused. Because he served in office twice, JT, from 26th of April 1939 to the 28th of August. That's right around your birthday time, JT. 1941, a few years later, uh, earlier. And again, JT, from the 19th December, JT, my birthday, 1949, not quite the same year, to 26th of Jan. 1966. In total, Robert Menzies spent 18 years, 5 months and 12 days in office, JT. 
Sir Robert Menzies is Australia's longest-serving Prime Minister. So, kids, if you've heard that, write it down. You will need that one day for some useless body trivia or in some sort of school thing. But the truth is, shit happens in our country, JT, and we are going to bring more of it to people because we should know more about our own backyard, I think. So there you go, down under. Mate, that's bloody awesome because I tell you what, to, to try and teach kids stuff sometimes, you've got to bloody frog march them into school these days to, to get them to learn anything. They're bloody, even with bloody lockdown, down. You just can't even get them into your rooms. You can't get them to concentrate. So I love it, Donnie, that you're just bringing a bit of education to the kids. Good thinking. That's what we're here for, JT. That and for giving away incredible amount of good prizes to be able to get people on the wheel. You know, every now and then we'll have um, code words. We do all sorts of things, anything at all that we can do to help people, JT. That's what we're here for. So I really like that. I, I like the fact that you think of these things <laughs> so that we can make a difference to people, JT. Here's cheers to you, JT. <laughs> well, speak, speaking of making a difference, Donnie, I know most people, we all go, you know, they love the joke seek section and all that sort of stuff. But the, the, the favourite from the people is always the final fling, Donny, Don, Don, where you give some great advice out to everyone. Oh, yes, the Now, JT, I might have tiptoed around this one in the past and I might have even said it, but I'm going to say it again because I love this one. And that is that we are at our most powerful between action and reaction. Now, by what I mean there, JT, let me be really clear, is something will happen to us right then, the moment it happens to us, we then have a choice. We have a choice of how we react to that. And so then we have our reaction. So my advice is this is notice what you notice, then decide how you're going to react. Don't just instinctively react. Avoid being in autopilot, JT, and ripping straight into a negative or a knee-jerk reaction because it's not always wanted and it's not always the best approach. So the time we are at our most uh, powerful is also the time we are at our most creative and we get to choose the outcomes of what happens next. So we see it with great sports people, and, and you know what? Yeah, I watched today the, a bit of the Collingwood game, and I, I watched one of the players, and he got the ball, and he just seemed to balk, and he had time. And he could have just been under pressure and whapped off a handball. Instead, he actually used his time between action, getting the ball, and reaction, getting rid of the ball, disposing of it. And that time then really made the difference between a great disposal or a poor one. JT, we can do that with our decisions every single day. When our kids are arguing, JT, we can not fly off the handle, but sometimes we can just observe. We can watch them. We can actually watch how they argue. I know this sounds crazy, but then later on have a talk to them about their tactics of arguing because arguing is a part of life. And, and sometimes we, we're too quick to fire off. So, JT, my advice this week, my final fling is we are at our most powerful between action and reaction. Use your time wisely. Oh, always fantastic advice. I love that we leave uh, everyone with some great thoughts in their head for the week ahead and uh, especially those doing it uh, tough, as we said, in uh, in lockdown. And hopefully we've uh, given you guys a bit of a laugh tonight on the show. Uh, we will put those numbers up if you are struggling. And, of course, reach out to us. We're, we're also here sitting around not doing a hell of a lot. So uh, if you need someone to talk to uh, and have a chat, we are here. Now, Donnie, of course, we did drop out the magic code word uh, in there. What if was people that, were listening. Uh, It was Frog March, Donnie. It was uh, Frog, frog March. <laughs> 
What? Um, Those little kids get frog march. I like how you got that in, JT. I was struggling to <laughs> find a way to get it in there towards the end. But, uh, <laughs> now, now, um, what does that mean? People get on the wheel, JT? They do get on the wheel, and uh, I'm just uh, getting the wheel ready now, Donnie. So give me one second. I'm going to get this wheel mm. ready to, uh, to roll. Yes, and we like it. Uh, we like the fact that the wheel is live. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, then you've missed the opportunity to be on the wheel this time round. But it doesn't mean you've missed out altogether because JT people can um, they can write into us. They can give us a good review. How about this, JT? Why don't we? Hmm. Why don't we do double up tradey voucher? Now this is going to be a bit of a test, right? Okay. So the wheel for today, and I'm willing to put it out there that we will put out a hundred dollar voucher. A hundred dollar tradie voucher. I'm, this is what he unannounced, JT. I'm thinking this right now. Um, <laughs> for anyone mm. who gets a great review for the podcast, but they've got to, what they've got to do is they've got to put up a, your name. So, in other words, if if who's one of our uh, our listeners, Matty Sleeman. So, if Matty Sleeman gets one of his mates to say, listen to the podcast and give it a review, uh, gotcha. make sure yep. it's a good one. If it's a shit review or kick your <laughs> no, make sure it's a good review and mention you. Matty told me to listen to the podcast and I loved it. Then we'll put both those names in uh, for another spin next week, JT. How's that sound? There we go. Double double win on the spin. So now I'm just going to. Uh, can we can we get all that on the, the the right screen there? I don't know if we can. Are we seeing that properly? Two spins next week. Um, okay. Can we see the wheel? Everyone's, What's this for? This for the tradie voucher today. This is for tradie hundred dollar. What is it? Hundred dollars. Um, and hundred dollars Here we go. Uh, we are going to go and spin this wheel right now. Oops. Click on the right screen. Right. Spin that wheel, JT. There we go. I only ever played spin the bottle was here. Never mind. The wheel's much better. Here we go. People can win from the wheel. That's all the names that have said frog marched in the comments, and it goes to. Hayden E! Congrats, Hayden E. You have picked yourself up a $100 tradie.com uh, voucher, which is, uh, well, it's worth 100 bucks, Don. Well, and I'll tell you what, if he doesn't use that wisely, I know his dad and he might be happy with him. So um, that's bloody fantastic, JT. How easy is that for people to win? And how easy is next week? We're going to have two lots of the wheel and we've got the Yarra Valley Big Cat Beer Company back again, JT, for the Who Am I? And I love that. Uh, I love your Who Am I? It is a prize fest. So uh, make sure you do tune in. Uh, now, of course, what we are going to be doing is having our podcast where we just talk about some of those issues we mentioned on the show. So that'll drop before oh, yes. our before our next one. But thank you, of course, for everyone who joined in. Donnie, um, we, well, this is the time where we have to say goodbye to everyone. And just as we're saying goodbye, JT, I want a big thank you to the listeners that wrote questions to Nant and to the Money Whisperer. We love giving them things to talk about. Love it. Giddy up! <laughs> yeah, I love that, Donnie. Just, <laughs> just snuck it in.